Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast. I am your host, Right Worshipful Brother George Mudry, and with me today... Brother Henry Fetcho. The gruesome twosome today, just yeah. you and me. Uh, our, uh, our state got hit with a snowstorm that turned into an ice storm that now there's pretty much... Uh, Every tree in the planet is falling for, down. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but thank you for coming up here with me, and uh, we're going to get this up. This is going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to tackle two topics today. One of them is uh, we're going to talk about the, the past master stigma and uh, the angry past masters. Uh, my take on it as a past master and uh, Brother Henry's take on it as a member who's not a past master and just what his views are. And the other thing we're going to talk about is our Lodge Ghost. Uh, so I'll start it off. Um, past Masters, for those who don't know, um, are members who have gone through the chairs and have uh, become Master of the Lodge, served their term, and then uh, they stopped going. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we just had, I just had a permanent members meeting and for, again, those who don't know. Permanent members are past district deputies, members of Grand Lodge, and we were picking our new uh, district deputy to replace our outgoing. And uh, it, it brought up a conversation about you know Lodge and the membership and all that. And uh, I know when I was coming into this Lodge, uh, there was a bunch, the whole Lodge was basically past masters. And me as a young guy and going through the chairs and everything, I wasn't taught anything. I basically had to learn everything on my own. And once I got to top positions and more brothers came into the lodge, the past masters pretty much disappeared. Yes, um, for sure. What's the only, what's the only, who do we have as active past masters now besides myself? Uh, Brother Phil. Brother Phil, and Earl Ebert, Tom Brewer, um, and uh, Brother Pat. Uh, the blonde, yep, yep, um, him as well. And, um, you know, but a lot of the brothers that we find are falling off and not returning to the lodge. And, you know, past masters are very important. Even after they leave their chair, I think their job becomes more important because, you know, for me anyway, I didn't have a past master to show me anything or teach me anything. And I truly believe that, you know, how do you have young masons coming up to the chairs and expecting them to come to lodge and learn the ritual and everything when, uh, Past masters don't come, and I think they're very important, especially on the finer points of the ritual. Um, you know, when it comes to like movements about the lodge and what to do and and how to conduct a lodge uh, meeting, I think it's the past master's job to that. That's their job is to teach. I agree. Uh, maybe you. I mean, what have you noticed about you know past masters and members who don't uh, return to lodge who are senior members, so to speak? Well, since I've been here, I've mean, got uh, what about three three years under my belt, I think. Mm -hmm. Going on four, I think, this year. Four, I think. There's been a lot of senior officers and um, past masters, like you said, that it's I haven't seen them in a long time. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a real problem. And I think, you know, their attendance is number one. But I think number two is also that past masters tend to have this thing of, well, that's not the way we used to do it. And they break a lot of the younger guys' balls, so to say. Yeah. Well, you know, times have changed. Yeah. And I really think that it affects the lodge in a negative way because, you know, you have new young guys coming up through the chairs. They, they, they're gung-ho about doing what they're going to do. Yep. And then you have a past master come in and, and basically 
break stones and make things very difficult. And, you know, me, I had a lot of past masters that, that busted my balls real bad. Um, again, with the addition of a Saturday meeting, my intention was to add our Saturdays because of... I myself being a... I work second shift, so I can't make the Thursday meeting. Right. And, uh, you know, they they raised all unholy hell about it. Uh, they're, they basically... They're, their grounds for it were that it's Sunday, weekends are family time. And yeah, I, I get that, but for a second shift guy who, you know... Wants to be a brother, wants to attend meetings, and I, right. I, I can't exactly, once a month, always take a night off. I, you know, I got a family to feed and, and right. whatnot. And, you know, it got to a point where when I was master that, you know, we actually had a... a a very senior officer who's no longer a member of this lodge anymore, but uh, he openly in lodge like, said, "You're going to talk about this. We're going. You're going to." And he, oh yeah, and that's wow. against Masonic, you know. Well, for sure. But it ended up we had to get a grand lodge member involved, uh, and, and he pretty much ironed it all out. But you know, if I hadn't been as headstrong as I am, you know, most brothers would have just been like. Pfft. Fuck this, you know. Why? Why am I going to sit here and listen to this shit? Yeah. Um, so catch y'all later, Mel. Right. You know, and and honestly, it, it it hurts the lodge, especially when you I see guess. that type of dissent inside of a lodge. Of you know, you have a progressive group of guys that want to do stuff, and you have the exact polar opposite fighting you, and it becomes it becomes secular. You know, mm-hmm. where you get a group of guys who don't want to move forward and want to do things, stick in the mud. You know, most of the time, past masters. I don't yeah. consider myself part of the angry past master group. So You're just angry. I'm general. pretty much. <laughs> well, for instance, you know, Brother what Ryan. Uh, Brother Ryan, our worshipful master now. He did the whole, um, where he wanted everyone in uniform. He wanted, because we had where Masons were showing up with different colored bow ties and showing up with different tuxedos and everything. And grand. Again, I'm kind of the exception, being a past, you know, uh, Grand Lodge officer, so to speak. I'm supposed to wear the long coattail tuxedo, uh, but it, with, the, with the small pleats on the tuxedo. And again, it's stupid as it sounds, you know, but, you know, Worshipful Master Ryan said he doesn't want any different colored bow ties. He wants us all in uniform. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Not at all. And, you know, again, part of it is, you know, you know, you might get somebody who's like, oh, well, I can wear whatever the hell I want. True. But we're trying to, you know, there is a rules and regulations for what you're supposed to wear, yeah. you know, in tuxedo. Uh, however, you know, I'm on board with Ryan. You know why? Not even the fact that, yes, I believe in the uniformity of everybody, but he's also the master. Mm. And if that's what he wants... We have to abide to it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and not only that, what if we get a surprise visitor? Right. Uh, you know, someone respectful that, you know, they might be doing, per se, a surprise inspection, for lack of a better term. Correct. 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 Well, yeah, it's called, actually called an official visitation. Okay. All right. Well, I, I didn't know that. So I stand corrected. It's somebody from the Grand Lodge. It's right. an official visitation. It just happens to want to stop by. And, like, and actually, on... Uh, February 2nd, we're having a fellow craft degree here. We're having four four entered apprentices, brothers, who are going to be taking the fellow craft degree, and we're going to have an, a huge Grand Lodge turnout that day. We got, as of right now, two district deputies showing up, uh, the Grand Master himself, what? and depending on who he's bringing. So 
it's going to be a, an interesting night, and uh, I'm going to be in the East that night. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun night. And this is going to be the first time they're seeing our new lodge room, so it's going to be a uh, pretty impressive. Very and nice. then on uh, March 16th, we're doing a lodge rededication service here. Is that the what we were talking about? Yeah. Outside. Yep. 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 Uh, it's a lodge rededication service, and basically, what happens? Uh, ceremony, not service. And basically, um, the Grand Lodge comes in. We're going to be ceremoniously marching from the church where we used to be down the road, uh, up the street in, in Masonic procession uh, to our new building, and where they're going to perform a ceremony to rededicate our space to the lodge. It's a uh, it's quite impressive uh, ceremony. Um, but getting back to you know past masters and everything, you know, I think, you know, it, it really is a shame that 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 some past masters just kind of do their term and walk away. It is a shame, I you agree. Know, especially with me being the his, history buff and everything, and you know, with I actually have our minutes. You've seen them, I think, oh, right? yes. from eighteen oh four. Yes. And you know, there's so many gaps of space in our history that. I don't know how we went from the Humphrey building, which is where we are right back at, at yes. what happened after they left. And there's members who are you know, older that, I mean, that was only, what, 1958? It's really not that, that far away in, yeah, grand, no, no, no. in grand scale. I would love to know that story from 1958 to, you know, I think we were in the church in 1982. But what happened during that time? And then even in 1982, like from there on, until I became a member in 2006, you were before me, yeah. six, I think I, I, I became a member. Yeah, I don't know that history, and it's not written down anywhere. That's a shame. And um, that's something I'd really like to know because again, I have the minutes from 1804 up to you know almost, and actually I can't. I went looking for those minutes, and I can't find them. Hmm. Uh, they're got to be buried somewhere, but it's a lot of. That's a lot of time. To read. <laughs> yeah, but that's for sure. <laughs> so, but as uh, you know, what, what have you learned? Is there besides myself? Is there any other past masters that you've you've kind of learned and had coach you or no? No, you really got yet. brother Phil. You know, well, we, we, yeah, yeah, that is true. So, uh, yeah, brother Phil, uh, he's he's he, gosh, I've known him since. Fourth grade. I think all three of us have been pretty much pretty friends. Much, yeah, we've known each other since elementary. <laughs> like fourth, third, grade, fourth yeah. grade, something like that. It was actually crazy when you came into this lodge. You know, then when when uh, Phil was like, "Yeah, I'm bringing in Henry Fetch." I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. The three Stooges back right. at it again, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's it's a shame, and, and you know, I think. One of the coolest things I ever seen, and I know we do it in uh, New Haven Commandery, uh, is they have a past commander's degree, where the past commanders of of the commandery fill all the chairs. And I really wish that our lodge had those past masters to come back and actually have the past masters all in past master aprons do that. That'd be really cool. That'd be freaking really cool. Um, but. I think for past masters, they really need to be there to coach and be there to help, but not be there to inhibit what the new guys want to do. It's, yeah, well, I got it. Yeah. It's, uh, it, 
sometimes it gets very daunting when you have, you know, they sometimes I've been to lodges where they treat you kind of like where you're the young kid. You're like, oh, you know. and, and it's guy in total pole. So again, when I was district deputy, I was at a lodge one time where you know I went in. I'm relatively young. I was 34 when I was when I was a, a district deputy. And you come up against not you come up against, but you know you go into a lodge and, and you're the district deputy. You're relatively young, and you get some of these older past masters that kind of sort of treat you like you're you don't know anything, you know. They know you, ba- they're knowing you based off of your age. So they look at you and they're like, I remember, I thought it was very condescending, but again, I could be wrong, but he's like, um, the, how are you this evening, son? Ouch. You know what I mean? Like, how about brother? Like, does that work? Right. You know? <laughs> or right, <laughs> or I serve some shit, you know what I mean? Right, and, right, right. And it, it does, it's kind of like, huh, like that, that, that's kind of, it's kind of a low shot there. What, you don't realize below the belt. I know the rules of Reg's book from cover to cover, you know, uh, you know, I know the ritual book cover to cover, basically, I mean, boy, we just had our fellow I've seen it live in person, <laughs> seen it live in person for the last three years. You know, the only thing I don't know is the middle chamber, that's, that's for, yeah, that's we're not getting episode. into that, yeah, not even an episode, no, just, just a lot of past, there's a lot of non-basins on here, we're not getting into the middle chamber, but, oh, yeah, um, it's a very long-winded part of our ritual. That's I think it's over. It's over a thousand words. Oof. That one I'm not getting into. You know, I'm sorry. No, I don't blame <laughs> you. <me. laughs> um, but there are masons that are phenomenal at it, and they do it no problem. I can do pretty much any ritual that you throw at me, except that one. I just can't do it. So, um, but that's uh, that's pretty much all I got on the past masters. And again, I just kind of wanted to. You know, go over that real quick again because it was kind of forefront on my mind about uh, you know past masters and, and again I just had a permanent members meeting. Not that it was a a bad meeting where there was a lot of banter back, but you know throwing around stuff and you know again there's the the members who were at this meeting. You no, know, they're 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 older than I. I think I was a young guy in the room. Hmm. Oh, you know, kind of sitting there, thirty six year old, kind of keeping quiet because you know what I know stuff. I have my opinions, but. Sometimes I feel like um, you know, you're still the young guy. You know? Yeah, just keep quiet, sit there. Sit, keep your hand quiet. But I mean, I did throw, I did throw out some good points, and I, I actually talked about this podcast. Um, I talked a lot, a lot about it, and I, and I hope that these past masters and members, just in general, listen to. You know, I hope they listen to it because uh, I definitely agree. I mean, I love listening to them. And, the ones that I'm not here for. And on top of that, while I, while we're on that subject, you know, I would like if if those who are listening to this podcast, whether you're a Mason, non-Mason, it doesn't matter, uh, go to the Freemasons Podcast Facebook page, the Freemasons Podcast, and uh, I would, if you can, if you want to hear something uh, that you want us to talk about, by all means, write on the front, you know, just leave us a message, post on the page, and say, hey, I want to hear about this, I want to hear about that. This you know, and Valid we're open point. for anything. Valid point, yes, for sure. We're open for anything. You could ask our opinions on things if you want uh, history of it. Um, I think we're going to pretty much fire out two podcasts. I would like to. Uh, we'll see if it happens, but I want to fire out two podcasts a week. Um, I want to do one on things that pertain to lodge, and I also want to do one that's historical. Um, so if you want something that pertains to lodge and/or historical and/or you have a question, by all means, just. You know, fire it out there. Fire it on the Facebook podcast page. 
Uh, we also have Instagram, but I don't think you can post questions on Instagram. Yeah, I don't think so. <clears throat> and uh, if you don't want to really post something on the actual page, on the front page, uh, by all means, you can also uh, just um, direct message me. Direct message the podcast, and we'll get, and I'll get to it. Um, if you like what we got to say and you want to hear more about what we got to say, like the Freemasons Podcast uh, Facebook page, send in a write and review, or excuse me, a rate and review rate, 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 on rate, uh, rate. the uh, Apple Podcasts, because I think, again, I think that's the only one that really does it, that yeah, reviews. I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure that's the, the, the only one. And let us know what you think, and if you think there's something that we're saying wrong or doing wrong, or you want to hear different, uh, let us know. We're up for anything. All right. Let's get silly with it. All right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our Lodge Ghost. Um, I'm going to tell how this all came about, and then I'm going to get into it. And actually, me and Henry just had something funny happen over here. I'm up here in the back room. I got the doors closed, and uh, we're sitting here kind of talking about our, our ghost and, and the stories that we pass by. And the freaking door behind me swung open uh, just, just a little bit. But uh, it opened up a little bit. So now we have both doors closed. And uh, if you hear this podcast end abruptly, we're going to run in for the hills. We freak the fuck out and dived out the window. So um, I keep looking back at the door. Yeah, me too. I, I'm watching that one. <laughs> I swear to God. I keep looking running. back at these doors. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a big fan of the, the door being behind me here. But all right. So uh, there's a brother um, who runs Liberty Ghost Hunters out of Waterbury. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Um, yeah, he's a brother. He's actually the um, uh, past master of Liberty Continental Lodge 78 in Waterbury. And he reached out to me, actually, not too long ago, and he said, Hey, uh, I heard you guys got a ghost problem. <laughs> and he said he was talking to, I don't know who he was talking to, but I, I've made mention about the ghost multiple times before. And he is going to bring his crew up here one night, and me and Ryan... Who loves ghosts? Oh yeah, you. he does. <laughs> are gonna sit up here with him, and we're gonna we're gonna see if there's some ghosts up here. We know there are, though. I, I don't care what what they find. I know there's ghosts up here. It's just a matter of whether or not they're going to show up that night. Right, right, right. Um, but let's get into uh, the lodge and how this all came about, and how we know there's a ghost. And I'm telling you, if you hear a voice on this podcast other than me and Henry, yeah, you'll know about it. Um, Most definitely. We have the mic right here, so if there's something floating around here, you might hear it. Um, but let's get into it. So uh, we first came up here in, when were we looking around the space? June? I think it was June. Yeah, somewhere. May or June? Uh, Prior May, to... May or June, yeah. Yeah, May or June. Beginning, beginning, excuse me, pardon me. Beginning of May, I believe. May, beginning of May. And we came up here and we were looking at this space, and again, there was... I, I didn't know for sure, but there was speculation that this was our lodge building at one point. At one point, right. Now, mind ago. you, from the time, from 1907 to 1912, we were down two buildings down at the Yale Beach building. And that was our first lodge. No, actually, excuse me, correct me off that. There was another building that they were part of prior to that uh, from, I think it was 1851, to 19... Uh, no, because we went dark for a while. But there was another building. Anyway, it's not there. It was over on Broad Street. The building's gone now. Oh, okay, okay. But... Uh, That's where I was confused. Right. Okay. And then... Uh, but our next building that still remains in, C in, in, Seymour in Seymour is down the road. The Yale Beach building. It's now converted to apartments, but that's where they were. Upstairs in the Yale Beach building. Oh, okay, 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 okay. 
from at what I think what happened was kind of ironic because that's what happened this last year was uh, the owner of the Yale Beach building raised the rent. So they moved and they moved here to the Humphrey building, which is actually was um, uh, the architect or designer of this building was Carlos French, who was a member in many of his family of Morningstar Lodge in Seymour. No kidding. Yeah, wow. he's a mason. That's I actually, really cool. yep, I got the minutes and everything. I've already wow. seen it. He was a mason. Okay. But this building was, I don't know if it was created for masons, but I, I don't believe so. I think it was just a building. He was a mason. He made the building. Yeah. But anyway, the masons moved up here in 1907, and they stayed here until 19, excuse me, not 1907, 1912, up until 1958, 53. I have to double check on that. I don't have my, I don't have Rocco with me here to fact check that. Right. And I also don't have my, my minutes on here. But um, anyway, 1953 or 1958, the Masons were here. I don't know what happened, but I know in the 1950s there was a fire. And if you look outside this building, there's two chimney stacks. Actually, one right over here. Actually, it's in our lodge. Uh, one of the chimney stacks. There's a jut out in, of the wall yeah, yeah. in our, in our oh, actual okay. lodge room. No. That's the chimney. Okay, That's okay. one of the chimneys. Okay. The other one is actually buried behind this wall over here. But one of them is capped off. Oh. And when they were actually demoing the other room, you can see burnt wood. Where the wood remained. And it was it's charred. Like the yeah, face yeah. was charred. Yep. So there was a fire up here. And I don't know if that's why the Masons left. But they left here in, in whatever year it was. 53 or 58. They left. Um, so, ironically, a couple of weeks ago, me and uh, Brother Dan and Brother uh, Ken were up here. We were throwing a couple back or whatever, and we got, we had fun. And uh, <laughs> off a, a bottle of soda. <laughs> no, uh, you know what I'm... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was a really good battle on the counts. Thank you, Brother Tom. Um, <laughs> but we got all, we were like, hey, let's go find out where the old lodge... Um, room was because we never could figure out if we were on this side of the building that side of the building but i think we've come to the conclusion that the masons owned this whole top floor right okay reason being is because the knocker that we had there's actually a peephole that we have and you've seen it yes. a little metal peephole yep, yep, yes yes the door is still hanging with the hole in it and we had no idea and actually it was uh our district deputy right worshipful chip came up here and he's like hold on he grabs it stuck it in the door and i'm like Holy shit. Holy like, shit. that's the door. <laughs> so we're not doing away with that door. No way. Definitely not. Uh, but we decided to go crawling up in the attic on the other side of the building over here. And the old ceiling is still there. The old uh, coffer ceiling with the with the still stained beautiful beams are up there. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. It's, it's all up okay. there. Wow. We found old beer cans up in the attic when they were doing their <laughs> ceiling. But, uh, so getting back to the ghost thing. So we came up here and uh, we... You know, we were looking at the space. Now, mind you, our lodge room now is huge. Yes. But when we first came up here, it was, individual, it was individual, individual offices. Room. Right, yes. Because yes. there was a lawyer's office up here. This is true. They yes. built walls, and there was individual office rooms. And what we ended up doing was we ended up knocking down all those walls and making one giant room. However, we're going from room to room. We're kind of figuring out the, the layout and everything. It was me, I think, a couple other masons. I think it was uh, Brother Raff, Brother McGuire, and... Uh, we were up here and we we're kind of, you know, doing our thing, looking around. And I kept walking. You know, again, you're walking. You're you're trying to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And I've been up the main hallway over here like three or four times already. Right? I'm walking back and forth. 
Well, this last time that I went down, I felt what can only be explained as if somebody took a piece of string and touched the back of my earlobe. Or a feather or anything. Or, or a feather, yeah. And I automatically assumed it was a, it was a spider web. And I, you know, you, you reach up, you grab your right, ear, right, yes. and you're like, what the, you know, what was that? I'm like, what the hell was that? Yeah, you know? right, right, right. And then I'm looking around, I'm looking for the spider web, I'm looking for the spider. You know, nothing. I didn't think anything of it. No big deal. A couple weeks later, we meet with a contractor, they're there. Now, mind you, I'm in the other hallway. That is no longer there. It's part of our lodge room. But I'm in that hallway, leaning against the wall, and I'm not moving. I'm literally leaning against the wall. I remember you talking to this one, too. And uh, the, the contractors were talking to me, and I felt it again. Same feeling, same sensation, back of my ear. And I actually was in the middle of speaking, and I touched my ear. It stopped. And at that point, I, I, I looked at, uh, you know, I don't remember who was with me, but I looked at the brother who I was with. I can't remember who the hell was with me. doesn't matter. And I said... And he looked at me, I looked at him, and he's like, there's nothing there. At that point, I'm like, huh, no, that's interesting. Uh, another time, again, I was a smoker. Uh, I am a smoker. I had my pack of cigarettes in oh, the room. This one. This was creepy. This, oh, that was the creepiest this was one creepy. of all. I had a pack of cigarettes. That, it was empty. I put the pack on you know, what was a shelf that is no longer there now, but it was laying down on its back. Put it up there. was kind of walking around, doing my thing. And then I, I left. And then, you know, I think... Was it the following day or was it the following I think it was weekend? the following day. Because I was up there doing stuff. I, I, came, there, I came up there. That, you came up I there came, with yeah, me. Yeah, because I took a picture of it. Now, you have, to, you have to really picture this, that I think, what did you say? It was probably about five feet away from that? If not more. If not more. Five feet away from where the shelf was. The cigarette pack... Now, oh, and I also want to add to this. At this point, I was the only one who had keys. Nobody else had keys this to get up here. In very, very true. Very I'm the only true. one. Yes, yep, yeah. I think it was me and Brother Raff who had the keys, and Rafferty was at work still. And he yep. had been at work. He hadn't been up here because I asked him point blank before I even told him what happened. Had you been up here? Were you messing around? And he said no. Right, it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. So me and you came here. Yeah, Saturday morning. I remember. And where was I? I can't remember if the cigarette pack, I think it was on the ground, right? I was either on the ground or it was on the... Um, wasn't there like a... Yeah, but I didn't have the cigarette pack up there. I put it up there again no. a second time. Oh, right. that's right. That's what it was. That's what it was. But so the it, cigarette, it could five, six feet away easily. Five, six feet floor. away. This cigarette pack was on the floor standing up on the thin end. Yes. So it wasn't laying on its back on the wide end. It wasn't. It was on its end, like on its side. Nope. For a cigarette pack, you could take a cigarette pack all day and throw it onto the ground. It's going to land. It'll, it almost, flat side it's going to land flat side. There's no way. This thing was standing on its end. And I remember that freaked me out. And I yeah. said, holy shit. And now I start stringing all these things together. When we were moving in. Oh, one more story before we start get to, get to what happened to Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had a bell that was up there. It was there before we got the space on the door. There was a, a hanging bell on the back of the door. So when you open the door, the bell was to drive me freaking nuts. So I took the bell off and I leaned it against the wall because it was driving me insane. Every time you open the door, drive me nuts. I leaned it against the wall. Again, left. A couple days later, came back. And that bell was thrown down the hallway. Holy like cow. I never heard about this. You didn't hear about the bell story? Oh, yeah. oh, wow. So it was like like somebody took it and it just winged. winged it down the hallway. Holy and it was laying on its side. And I said, uh, again, again, I'm asking everybody. <laughs> get <getting> the, <laughs> the goosebumps. Get the jeeps. <laughs> and again, I asked all the masons, all the ones that were, you know. I'm, you know, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Holy 
All the Doors masons are still closed. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> so I asked all the masons again. I'm going around. I'm saying, hey, was anybody up there? I don't care. You're up here. You're doing shit. You're moving things around. Not a problem. I said, but are you up here? Were you up here? Yeah. No, no one's up here. George, you and Raph are the only two who have the keys. All right. That was creep. The lights just dimmed. Not, Not mind you. The exact same time as the lights. I do, I... How y'all doing, guys? <laughs> um, There's brothers with us for certain right now. I'm the lights not... just dimmed. I'm not going to speculate yet because we do have this a lot of true. trees this going down. This is true. Stuff. With the ice everywhere. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's shake, let's shake this off. Uh, uh, so the bell was thrown down the hallway. Uh that's twice. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> so that we might be cutting this podcast short because I'm I'm shitting myself a little bit. Anyway, moving on. Maybe it's my dad. Uh, maybe maybe. he's a brother. Yeah, that's true. So um, anyway, if I I'm not gonna mention the bell again because the last time I said the bell, the lights went dim, and then I said it again, and the lights went dim. You so said bell again. I did say bell again. <laughs> All right. Uh, you might have to break into that cabinet over there in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, bell goes down the hallway. Nobody knows anything about it. We finally, it's move-in day, right? So we're moving all of our regalia, all of our stuff, all of our chairs, all of our furniture up here. Yeah, he's my truck up there, too. Right. Well, Ryan, our worship master, wasn't worship master at the time. He was the senior warden. I believe so. Uh, was walking from you know the back room where we were storing all of our stuff back outside the door and he felt what he described was a hand touch him in the small of his back. That's what it was, okay. I, I thought it was on his shoulder. Oh, he ran out of here. Out. He flew out the door and down the stairs and I don't think he came back up here. Nope. He's <laughs> trucking. Beelined it. Right. Uh, <clears throat> so then, you know, construction workers, I'm asking the construction guys all the time, like, you guys see anything up here? You hear anything up here? Again, most of them are name, you know, understand. But I asked uh, Ken, he said he hasn't been up here that frequently because, again, he's just a GC. He just comes up here, kind of pokes on his guys, and then leaves everything. Um, but uh, so now we, we're at the lot. They've already done the construction, everything's all set. And uh, this particular night, uh, Brother Jay is up here, and we are painting our chamber of reflection. I'm out in the hallway, and I'm doing, you know, because we put up nice wallpaper out on the outside, because again, I don't, you know, I wanted something a little bit more decorative and nice. And it's me and Brother Jay. Now, mind you, I'm out in the hallway, so you have to walk through the main door to our space, then walk through that door to go into the lodge room on the right, and walk all the way across the lodge room, down behind the secretary's desk, and that's where our chamber of reflection is. Our chamber of reflection is actually really cool because it's a, an old safe. Uh, we took the actual locking mechanism out of there, so we don't lock anybody in there. But it's an old walk-in safe with the double doors, the big outside doors, the big chamber lock. Or what, was that what it's called? Chamber? I believe, I believe like, so. Twist lock. Yeah. And uh, well, the, like and a bank. Right, like a bank. And then there's inner doors, and then you walk in, and it's literally a brick safe, mm -hmm. part of the building. So he's inside there. Both doors are open. I'm all the way outside, hanging wallpaper and all that stuff. And uh, next thing I know is I'm up there, and uh, Brother Jay comes out, and he's like, uh, Hey, George, um, were you just in there? And I said, No, I've been out here doing the, the, the uh, wallpaper. wallpaper. I haven't moved. I'm like, Why? What's up? 
And he's like, uh, then I think I joined the club. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I was in there painting the chamber reflection room. He goes, and I seen what I thought was somebody behind me. He goes, I thought it was you. And I said, what's up, Brother George? And he turned around, and there was nobody there. So that night, Jay leaves. He's all right. I think he's going on a date or something. Good for him. He's yeah. like, I'm up here, and again, I'm just kind of tidying up again. We're still cleaning up. We got sheetrock dust and everything. I'm wiping down tables and in the back room where we are right now. And I'm actually wiping this table down. And the night, I, you know, hang up my hang up my rag for wiping things down. I said, all right, mission accomplished. And I swear to God, from that door behind me, I heard something go, good job. Now, I thought it was McGuire fucking with me, right? Oh. So now I, I now I'm on I'm on war I'm on a war path, right? Because I think he's screwing with me. So I oh, start you. flinging doors open, right? I flung this the, that door open. I ran out to the hallway. I'm in the lodge room. I'm literally looking through this whole place. Quiet. As a matter of fact, the hallway lights were off because the doctor had already left. So I'm the only one up here. In this entire upper floor. Let me tell you, these lights got off quick, and I was out the freaking door fast as hell. Uh, I think this is the last story that I got anyway. Uh, we just had our installation of officers um, a couple weeks ago, uh, first uh, first Saturday of January, and I, our worshipful master Ryan Nordstrom, uh, gave me the honor to be the installing master for him, which is where I do the ceremony. At one point in this ceremony, uh, I hand him his charter. You are now the master. This is your charter. Here you go. And I hand him the charter. And as I hand him the charter, he described to me what can only be described as hands, cold hands touching him over his shoulder, his back, and his sides. He said he felt like he was being touched by multiple people. And he actually, when I handed it to him, he shivered. He shook like, whoa. Like, whoa. And I didn't know anything about this. I thought he was just excited because he got the charter. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we get outside, he actually told me, he's like, dude, I got touched. He goes, I got touched by, by multiple people. And he described to me, felt like this, 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 and all parts of his body. And I'm like, so now I'm thinking back. And I actually just had this discussion with him in a text message a minute ago. And I said, you know what's freaking crazy? The two people who actually got physically touched were me and him. Right? So the brother's got to be a Marine. No. No? I'm not even thinking that. No? What if the ghost touched us because A... Uh, I mean, Rafferty really doesn't get touched, but then again, he's also 3,000 pounds. <laughs> he's built like a brick shithouse. The last thing I'm doing is touching him because even if it's a ghost or not, he could probably freaking kill him again. Um, but, you know, I thought about it. Like, I've been up here. I've been doing stuff in the lodge. I've been really trying to tidy this place up. And, you know, no no fault to the other brothers or anything. I mean, everybody's got lives and we got things yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got a lot of time in my hands and I'm also a pain in the ass. Like I said before, I'm I'm a go-getter and I... I just come up here and I just, I, I can't sit idle, so. But I'm, I'm the one who's pretty much up here quite frequently. And Ryan is our first master being installed in this building. This is true, too. Yeah. What if the spirits, ghosts, whatever, touched Ryan way back when, knowing he was going to be the, new, the first master in this building? Oh, wow. That's creepy. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's kind of creepy, but... <laughs> Um, you were saying you had a yeah. So what was it? I want to say back in uh, maybe September, I believe. My wife, daughter, and I we uh, we went out for uh, I think I believe it was lunch or early dinner at the restaurant right below our lodge. 
And uh, as we were leaving, Brother George, he was uh, just locking up from uh, kind of doing some tidying up, cleaning, moving stuff around and whatnot. And uh, I said, uh, hey, Brother George, can we uh, you know, come upstairs and check the place out? And he's like, yeah, sure, by all means. So he unlocks the door and we go up, we come upstairs and we're walking around, checking the place out. And uh, so my wife and daughter, they're, uh, they're in our, what is now our lodge room, looking at stuff. And I was just kind of looking around all the rooms and uh, out of nowhere, it, it, the way I could describe it, it was like um, almost the same description that you said the way Ryan was. It was I didn't hear anything, but it was definitely like I felt presence of like someone was like right next to me, walking alongside of me, almost like a like a, a tour guide for lack of a better terms. And I looked like as quick as I could to my, to my uh, left, and there was nothing there. But it, like I saw it for a split second, and at that same time of me turning, that sensation of the goosebumps, whatever, dissipated, went away as soon as I turned. But the entire time, as I was walking down the hallway, I felt the goosebumps and the presence of someone walking alongside of me. So it kind of creeped me out, but I didn't say nothing until, uh, I don't know, what was it? Maybe two weeks ago or something like that. You definitely get the sensation that you're being watched up here sometimes. Yeah. Or, or somebody's in the room and there could be nothing here. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's quite creep. Uh, so what we're going to do is, uh, we actually, I talked to Ryan and uh, this brother uh, from... Uh, Liberty Continental, who runs uh, Liberty Ghost Hunters, is going to come up here, and uh, yeah, they're going to do a, a ghost investigation. Um, we're probably going to, after they get their findings and everything, we're going to open it up to the public, and uh, uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're going to open it up to the public to invite people up here, or maybe we'll do it in an auditorium somewhere off off of here because I don't know how many people we can fit in our especially if it's ghosts people go nuts about ghosts yeah. so uh, maybe we'll do it in like an auditorium or off off site here and uh, yeah we're gonna reveal what they find and I hope they find something because I'm telling you too much crazy shit has happened up in here uh, I think the cigarette pack is definitely the, the one that, the cake. that scared the shit out of me like that was that scared me but it was like how in the Fuck, did this cigarette pack end up from on top of a shelf and get placed strategically standing upright? Now, mind you, there's no windows open up here. Again, because it was in the dead of the summer. So we're not, you know, we had all the windows closed. We hadn't occupied this space yet. Right. You know, the the fans weren't working. It wasn't even in that room. There wasn't even one in that room, I don't think. There was a fan oh, in that room, but it didn't work right, because right. the ballast was... Or not the ballast, but the motor was screwed up. It wouldn't turn. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and if it did turn, it would probably cut your freaking head off because it was so out of balance. It wasn't even funny. Like, oh. It was leaning. Like, yeah, I remember, I remember. remember it was yes, leaning yes, in yeah, the room? Yep, yep, yep. So there's no fans going. There's absolutely nobody that could have touched that cigarette pack. Nobody. Um... Yeah, that, that 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 one definitely got to me. That one was and again, mind you, when I was you know when I kept feeling the sensation in the back of my ear, that wasn't my first thought. No, I thought you know this place hasn't been occupied in ten years. Exactly. I'm thinking there's cobwebs. I'm thinking there's something. Anything. But now now that I look back on it, it's like I walked up and down that hallway two or three times prior to feeling it. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? Through, it would have caught you in the face. It would have hit me in the face the minute I first walked through. Exactly. I had walked through and then walked back. And that's when I felt the, just like I said, piece of string, feather, something just touched the back of my ear. And I, I immediately snapped yeah. like like it was a 
a ball, ball or something like that. Or whatever, right? And then it happened again in a completely different, different section, room. same ear, different section of the of the space up here, right? So that was creep. That that was um, that freaked me out. But again, it wasn't my initial fault. It didn't actually start to occur to me until that cigarette pack and that freaking bell. Those were the two that really got me. Because uh, again, who could have touched it? No, the building owner lives in Florida. Uh, the guy downstairs who's the, the landlord, he doesn't come in here. Uh, he has no reason to come in here. Um, right. And I, I, I believe I even asked him. I said, hey, Tom, did you go upstairs? And he's like, no, oh, I haven't been up there at all. And I said, oh, okay. Um, so there's really nobody besides, and the only two keys were, were me and, and brother and Rafferty. And Rafferty. And Rafferty said he hadn't been up here. Granted, yeah, he could have been screwing with me. But when I told him about it, he laughed like he thought it was funny. Like, so he's like, ah, that's funny. He's like, ah, I got you good. He didn't say any of that. You know what I mean? It was kind of just like, oh, holy shit. You know, he was just as in shock as I was. Right. Uh, and, and then the bell, the bell was, the bell was insane. I don't even know where that bell went. I think we shit canned it. I hope we did because if I hear it in right the background over here, here, I'm flipping we're this table. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so if anybody's interested in ghost stories, uh, I'll be back on with that one because that's again when uh, we just heard I, when I just had got off the. You know, I think I was talking to them through a Facebook Messenger, and yeah, I'm gonna keep everybody informed as to when they're coming, and that's gonna be some banana shit that night. For sure. Uh, I hope that happens. On, oh, yeah, that's not going to be on. That's going to be during the week. Rats. I don't know when it's going to be during the week. I don't know, but uh, we're basically what we're doing is it's just going to be me and Ryan up here that oh, night. That's right. Yeah. Because to to avoid any type of um, interference, interference or anything like that. And again, I think I think the worship master picked me and him because really, I mean, yes, McGuire seen something. Uh, Brother Rocco said he's heard voices as well. Um, but you've had more, more contact. I don't know if more contact, but we were kind of like the first two that really started to get screwed with, you know? Yeah. Okay. So go. that's pretty much where we're going with that. Uh, but the reveal is going to be the entire lodge. And I can't wait to hear what they say oh, man. because I would love to know. Um, there's part of me that wants to tramp around this freaking room right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's also the other half of me that is when I do hear something, I'm going to freak the fuck out. And that's I'm out of here. <laughs> I don't want to run down the stairs like a little girl. So <laughs> but uh, so that's our ghost stories. Um, if you guys want to hear more about this, uh, let me know. Again, Facebook, uh, Facebook page, the Freemasons Podcast. Um, I also want to talk about uh, what we're planning on doing. Uh, I don't know if I've already said it already about doing the two different podcasts, one for historical. Yeah, I did. Say you that. Think okay. you did yes. Um, so I'm planning on recording again, uh, potentially on Wednesday or Thursday. That's your um, saying for you. Yeah, I think I you said Thursday and, uh, and uh, Sunday. Yeah, Thursday and Sundays. I'm planning on doing it. And again, if there's anything that you guys want to hear, anything you're curious about, any questions, uh, any topics you want us to discuss or cover. By all means, we, we're we willing. Just uh, let us know what you want to hear. Um, we are, another thing I want to talk about, the last couple podcasts, the sound quality hasn't been, eh, you can hear me pretty good, but some of the other brothers sound very distant. Uh, we're working on our sound quality. Um, we have to get new mics. Uh, we Right now, the mic that I have is is pretty dope. This thing is this thing's a good mic, but we eventually want to get more mics. Um well, plus a couple of the brothers, the last one I, that I was here, they were sitting 
often additions in this room. Right, right. So we're 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 working on our sound quality. Uh, we actually on the, the if you go to the Anchor, uh, which is the podcast platform that I use to record mine, it's called Anchor. Um, they have a a listener's contribution. It's like a, a where you guys can uh, basically uh, make a donation to us. And uh, it'll help us get better sound quality. It'll give us more time. It it will help out a lot. If uh, I think it's actually it's ninety nine cents per month, or you can do four ninety nine a month, or you can do nine ninety nine a month. And any on any contribution you can give to us, it, it's huge. It, it it helps out. It helps us get more mics. It helps us get better material. Um, so if you guys can go to the uh, Anchor app and just you know. We also, I think what I put on there, I think I said it'll help us with uh, our sound quality. It'll help us with our content. And damn it, we need beer money. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the sound of that. <laughs> what do you think? You want to wrap this one up? I, I think, think so. I think pretty we much covered, pretty, pretty much covered everything. I think so, too. So uh, looking forward to uh, hearing from you guys. And again, please like us, share us, rate us, review us. And anything you guys want to hear. Let us know. Again, I am Brother George. And Brother Henry. Signing off.